You're listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Don't miss this stuff. Subscribe today. Well, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Today on the show, we have Ty Ziegler. We're pop, really excited. All right. <laughs> yeah. I need my own catchphrase. I don't have one. It's like, hi. That's all I got. You'll get it, Joe. So, You'll get there. So, pop, pop. Well, tell me about pop, pop popping. What's that? Uh, it's just a catchphrase that I came up with maybe about a year and a half ago. And yeah. uh, I recorded a video. And at the end of the video, I said, keep it popping. <laughs> and then the next video I did, I said the same thing. And then it just started catching on. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> I know you got your website. I was checking it out. TyZigler.com. You seemingly got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. What's uh, What are you passionate about? How do you love to spend your time? I'm very passionate about helping people. And inspiring other people to face their fears, follow their dreams, uh, live the life that they have been called to live and not the one that they have settled for. You know, and that just kind of goes back to my own personal story of, you know, people inspiring me. And so I just felt the need to pay it forward. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah. So people can see stuff about you on social media and yeah. television soon. Right. Mm-hmm. But we can't talk about that right yeah. now because it ain't happened yet. Not right. Yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> but we're talking about doing some stuff. Right. Let's talk about you a little more. Like what uh, what drives you? What drives me? Seeing people um, overcome. That drives me seeing people that um, had no belief in themselves. And they decided that they came out of their shell a little bit and then they started to soar because so much of that is my story. Yeah. And it keeps me going. So what have you overcome? Yeah. (laughs) That was a good question. I was going to ask that question in the middle, but it's proper now. So what, what, yeah, what, uh, let's talk about overcoming. Like you you have a passion for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, Let's wait a minute on that yeah. one. Let's take a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do something foolish because I thought I'd do something foolish on every show and just uh-huh. be a little more real. But like Tom, so anyway, I haven't put on deodorant this morning. I left the house. <laughs> and I'm like, Which I'm is a problem because we were out playing catch with a football. I love it. Yeah, well, I, I don't smell them yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. But I'm about to put on some deodorant in front of y'all just to cut, just to humble myself. <laughs> And now what people are like, I'm, from I'm really glad this is not a video podcast. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. you got that taken care of, Josh. So tell me a little Thank bit you. about your family. Oh, so my husband, Sean, he served 20 years in the United States Navy. So that makes me a military wife. Four kids. Um, Brianna is 20. Malcolm, 13. Reagan is 11. And Matthew is nine. Yeah, that's the crew. That's the Ziegler crew. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so how long have you been? So I'm looking at your, your blog again, mm-hmm. Fit, Fabulous and Fly. You're about all about empowering women. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff you've got going on. You've got Thai blog, Thai events, Thai Ziegler TV. Um, what's the most exciting way you like to spend your time when you're it's a, it's Monday morning, you're waking up. What are you like? Oh, I can't wait to do this this week. I can't wait to create something crazy this week. Yeah. Like um, I always do. I was doing these Thai talks and every morning I would wake up and I would come up with a crazy picture and put some words to it and post it on Facebook. Right. Yeah. And I just I love to create. I mm-hmm. love to think outside the box, do things different. Nothing about me is is normal. Um <laughs> 
But just thinking outside of the box and thinking like, what can I do today to make somebody's day, to bring a smile to someone's face? You know, who can I go see today that perhaps they just need a hug? Let's let's Um, let's rewind. Where are you from? Where were you born? Born and raised Martinsville, Virginia. Not, whoa, uh, that's that's a mystery. Yep. Me and my husband, we went to met in middle school, y'all. Met in middle school. Mm. Yeah. Were you a NASCAR fan? No, Josh. No. This was the Martinsville Speedway. Yeah, there. Martinsville Speedway, but nope. It's not a fast, dangerous mm, track. I know. Uh-huh. What was it like growing up there? Uh, country, you know, so I wasn't exposed to as much as, you know, many people in the city, but, um, you know, mom and dad, uh, did not grow up in, you know, um, the best of situation. Um, both of my parents were in the home, but, you know, they, they really didn't show love to each other a lot. Um, you know, they wound up getting a divorce, maybe, you know, when I was about 21, you know, kind of grew up with abuse, you know, waking up, seeing my mom with black eyes and, um, you know, just, it just wasn't the best of, you know, the situation as far as family is concerned. I love my parents and they love me, but um, there was... There were a lot of trials and tribulations and yeah. just seeing my parents struggle and and never not really figuring out how to be a husband and wife, I guess. And and so that that kind of took a toll on me. Were you the oldest or the youngest or the I middle? I was the oldest. I have a sister and she is 12 years younger than me. And so by the time she was starting kindergarten, I was starting college. Yeah. So and she's in, you're out. Yeah, yeah. So. so how did you end up here? Husband, my husband was military and um, his one of his duty stations was Fort Bragg. Mm. And so we moved here for that and lived in Fuquay. And then uh, his last duty station was actually back in Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. But because he was getting ready to retire, me and the kids stayed here. Uh, He would leave out on Sundays and come back on Friday nights for three years. He Mm. did that. Did that for three years. He would leave Sunday and come back on Friday? Yes. So you saw him Saturday? Saturday. Wow. And then Saturday was full of maybe, you know, sports, something to do and trying to catch up. And it's a lot to fit into one day of what oh, you miss yeah. in a week. Yeah. And I think back on that now and I'm like, man, how did we make it? How did we get through that? But we did it for three years because we didn't want to move back to Virginia Beach. And uh, we said we would try it. And we overcame. We did it. We made it. It was hard, very hard, um, but we did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you keep using the word empowering and it's all over your blog. Mm-hmm. I just if you could try to sum up, because now it seems like you've you've been through some stuff. Oh, just, gosh, just talking yes. just briefly. <clears throat> and I can't imagine what mm-hmm. the level of stuff you went through just based mm-hmm. on what you were just briefly sharing with us, mm-hmm. but now you're this positive, uplifting mm-hmm. kind of person. Like mm-hmm. just, just meeting you just, yeah. I know that already. Mm-hmm. If there's a secret sauce or if there's something that's really worked for you, what's that one thing that you just wish you could just help people understand when it comes to overcoming a tough situation or weathering a storm or. You have to go through to get to. Yeah. And there is, um, there is blessing on the other side of endurance There is. It is tough. It is hard. But in everything, when I look back now, there was a lesson in it. 
Yeah. There was, there's something, even my most difficult things that I've overcome. Um, there is something that I can look back now and say, it was good that I went through that. Yeah. You know, my, my husband and I, for instance, we went through a terrible time. It was probably about three years ago now. And uh, I wound up moving out and we were on the verge of divorce. And um, I hated him and he probably hated me, you know, and we were just at each other's throat, just could not figure it out, could not get it together. And um, we both had gotten lawyers and we were ready to go to court, you know, and uh, I was looking at being a single mom of, you know, three kids. My stepdaughter was going to have to remain with him. And just to see that God sent people to my life to encourage me and to um, to get me through that difficult season. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was tough because I had to change. I had to do a lot of things different. And I didn't have those role models early growing up to really show me what being a wife really looked like right. and, and that type of thing. And so even as hard as that season was in my life, um, I learned so much from it because right. now I learned how to communicate better to him, mm-hmm. um, how to get him to receive what I'm saying instead of just being, you know, the strong person and it's only my way how to let go and pick my battles uh, and how to let him be the man and let me take a, you know, and for me to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And so had we not went through that, we would still be struggling. And I believe that a lot of the blessings that are coming to us now would not yeah. have come because we needed to get that part of our life together. I think there's probably a lot of examples of people that have made it that far to being on the brink of what you were describing is like we had lawyered up. I had moved out. It was everything about the relationship from the outside looked like it was over. And, you know, the stats are half of marriages end in divorce. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there's many people listening now that are like can relate more to that than what you can what you're talking about on the other side of it. Cause I've heard a ton of stories about marriages that you think are over and done and gone and things that were just seemingly unforgivable, et cetera. And if you stick with it and if you make it, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is there, but there's, there's the other side of it, which is like, and now these stories are like, we're so happy that we went through it. Our marriage is stronger, better now than it was before. And I think there's a perspective of somebody that survives something like that, Mm -hmm. that feels like almost happy that they went through it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, you said you mentioned relationships, key relationships. What was that catalyst moment where you guys were done? I mean, you'd moved out, you got lawyers and then something happened and it's like, well, maybe this could work. Like, what was that first thing that, that glimmer of hope that changed your mind from thinking like, that's it, it's over to... Well, we got some work to do. Because the Lord sent me during that time, he sent me a woman that I now call my spiritual mom. And she shared her story with me. Mm. And that's why I believe it's so important that we not hide behind our story and pretend like everything in our life is so perfect. Because it was her, her sharing her story with me that said, you know what, if she can go through worse, Mm. And overcome and I can actually see what her life is like now. Right. Then I can go through it and I can learn something from her. And maybe just maybe on the other side of this. Right. 
I will experience what she's experiencing right now. Yeah. And so now would it be fair to say that the majority of what you're doing with TyZigler.com and speaking and mm-hmm. stuff is, is an ability to, you want to see other people produce do, those kind of results I in do, their life. I do. I do. I do. That is so powerful. I'm probably going to cry now <laughs> because I think even in the Christian world, we go to church, mm-hmm. but we, we hide because we're shameful, shameful about saying that something is wrong. And we go and we pretend like everything is perfect. And then it makes someone think like, what's wrong with me? Right. And so my goal is to to tell people it's nothing wrong with you. Like mm-hmm. you going through something is really normal. Right. <laughs> and so it was me just getting to a point where I'm not ashamed anymore because if I'm ashamed, then I can't bring God glory through my shame. Only bring him glory when I'm willing to stand up and say, you got this. Right. And you know how I know you got this? Because God did it for me and he's no respecter of person. Right. He can do it for you. I think Josh and I love talking about like stories. Josh started out as an actor and there's, there's a premise that's true in like every Hollywood movie Mm -hmm. that is the, the main character meets the guide and the guide is the person that's been there, done that. And helps the main character or the protagonist be like, oh, maybe I can get out of this situation because this person can help me. And they've been there and they've done that. So it's it's Yoda in Star Wars. It's it's, uh, you know, Doc and, and Back to the Future. And what you're saying is so powerful that if somebody doesn't have the the authenticity to step up and say, yeah, I've made some mistakes and went through some stuff we're doing a huge disservice to the people around us who might be struggling. Um, And I don't even think it has to be the guide has it all together. And now my life is perfect. I think it can be just as powerful in somebody's life to be like, I'm going through that too. Mm Want to go through it together. Mm -hmm. And because she is, you know, she's 80 years old now. And so how could I not pay that forward of all the people that she's helped to recognize that at some point, she can't do it. What a powerful reminder of how important it is to share your story. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, in, in a social media world and just in our culture, sometimes we think that um, we're so afraid of what people are going to think about us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we let our guard yeah. down. People that we don't even yeah. know. <laughs> like I might lose followers <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> and so I just I had to get to that point that either I'm going to do this and trust that those that I'm called to serve will follow. The minute I stepped into it, I get people may not respond. You know, they may not even like my a post that I put up on Facebook, mm-hmm. but they send me private messages and they ask me, you know, or they'll say, I'm going through this. You yeah. know, can you give me advice or can I call you and share this with you? Will you pray for me about that? Um and that's what's powerful. That's what's powerful. Uh, do you have any do you have any stories about I'm really curious to hear about these women's empowerment initiatives, these these events. I see there's a bunch of sponsors mm-hmm. on your page. Like what is a what is a tie event and what does that look like? Well, one of the most recent ones we did was um, I did it with OSI Fitness in Fuquay and we did a self-defense class. In the event that they find themselves in a bad situation. Right. Right. You don't want to feel powerless. Exactly. And so um, 
And so we did that event there and we talked about sexual assault because at the age of 18 in my junior year in college, I was raped. I remained silent. I never said anything. He was a star player of the football, of the basketball team Mm -hmm. at that time. And so I knew if I said something, it was really going to be hard on me because he was so popular. You know, when I got to this point, I knew that I wanted other women to understand, like, you're not alone in this. Like other women, you know, have had these kind of things happen. Yeah. What another powerful instance of the importance of being open and sharing about that. Because... I imagine like a lot of traumas, the, the not talking about it creates so much more frustration and pain Mm -hmm. and, and honestly probably is a stumbling block to recovery to not be Mm -hmm. able to be open and to share it with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so again, another example of like, even just sharing that with us on the podcast, that's so huge Mm -hmm. that somebody would say, you know, I walked through that. Mm -hmm. Like, to have known that people are out there, that this happens and that there's somebody that you can talk to. I mean, yeah. And it was, it was huge, you mm -hmm. know, and and it was a great event. And um, the, the Fuquay police department actually sent a representative, you know, just to kind of give statistics and, you know, just. What are some of the statistics? Do you happen to remember? I don't remember. I remember it being frightening high, the amount of women that suffer sexual assault in their lifetime, Mm -hmm. like one in three high, like it's crazy high. It's it's crazy high. And a guy who has two daughters does not love that about the world that we are in. (laughs) Hmm. Um, But, you know, so they came and, and, you know, they shared. And so then um, Jamie Lee, you know, she came in and, um, and, you know, helped us as far as, you know, just teaching us self-defense. And uh, and then at the end, I was able to share my story. And um, but I and not only just sharing the story, but then also talking about the forgiveness part. Yeah, because I think that's huge of being able to forgive and move on and and let go. It was huge for me. Yeah. Right. Because. So what does forgiveness look like for you in that situation? You mm-hmm. you were raped by this, mm-hmm. this guy yep. as a young woman and finding yourself feeling like you were going to create trouble for your world. If you spoke up about it, mm-hmm. what was the process of getting through to understand that one, you needed to forgive him, mm-hmm. which feels like the opposite, mm-hmm. right? When you're going through some, like yep. when you've been wronged by somebody to feel like now you got to do something, what did forgiveness look like for you? Like mm-hmm. Because I imagine people ask you that, like, what does it even look like mm-hmm. to forgive somebody for something like that? Um, well, the first thing, honestly, I think I had to do was forgive myself because, you know, as a as a woman, you think you go through that thing of thinking that you did something that caused that to happen. And so the only thing that I did was open the door and tell him that my roommate wasn't home because he was dating my roommate. Mm. And then the next thing I th- I had to do was just to learn that this happened. This was a part of my story. Um, and I started writing and and I think that's kind of just how my passion for writing has developed because I just, I wrote out the feelings and the emotions. And then I realized I had to let it go. My spiritual mom told me, you know, when I first went to her, even, you know, cause I held on to all of this stuff now, you know, and up until the point where my marriage was on the rocks. Mm -hmm. Right. And she said to me, she said, Ty, she said, it is time for you to unpack your uh, luggage. And when you unpack your luggage, you need to go get yourself a new bag of luggage. 
And so I had to unpack all of the feelings and the emotions that, that, you know, I had buried deep, you know, the things that I had never really, um, really kind of dealt with. And then I just had to let it go. And, um, you know, I don't, uh, if I saw him today, I'm not gonna, you know, just be angry at him and, and, and remind him of what he did or anything like that. You know, I have, it's part of my story. And the only thing that I can do for me mm-hmm. is take my power back by speaking up and letting women, other women know that you don't have to, you may have to live through it, but you don't have to live in it. Right. And you don't have to stay there. That's such a powerful, like forgiveness versus injustice. I think the way a lot of people like to tackle a problem where injustice mm-hmm. happens is like seek justice, which is great. And that's like, it should be sought from a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, even if justice is met, it doesn't deal with the emotional side. Right. But I still feel the exact yes. same. Um, and forgiveness is more about like an emotional, like canceling of the debt. Wow. Like I'm now going to longer hold this exactly. as something that I'm holding out for the right version of justice or something that I haven't quite clearly defined yet. Um, I looked it up, by the way. It was one in five, not one wow. in three uh, women um, sexually abused. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's just in college, this stat says. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, even sometimes, you know, we we don't deal with that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And we hold on to it and we haven't forgiven, you know, that person because right. it happens to men too. Right. Um, and then we take that into our marriage and yeah. then we don't understand why we re- react, yeah. you know, in anger or, you know, why we, you know, we really can't be intimate, you know, sure. whatever that ca- the, the case is. But we got to deal with the root. Yeah, I think I've heard that a lot before <laughs> that. The, I think it was such a good metaphor, like your mentor. What was her name? Miss Green. Miss Green. She says, you got to unpack your bags. You and we all know emotional baggage. We've been carrying stuff with us for a while. Ooh, yes. But I don't often hear. And I really want you to unpack for us what you think she meant when she said, now you got to get a new bag. Mm-hmm. So what is, what does that phase look like? So for that phase for me, obviously she's not saying get some more emotional baggage. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, that phase for me was, you know, she was, you know, she was very um, intricate in my life in saying you have so much to offer people and you have so much that you can pour into women. Mm-hmm. And in, but in order for you to do that, you first got to get healed here yeah. in order to walk into this, the season. So for me, the more and more, because mine, you know, she, so I live in Fuquay and she lives in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And so twice a month, I drove an hour and a half to just sit with her and just pour it all out. Right? Yeah. Um, but it was learning to get that healing that I could then feel comfortable and confident because what I do is not easy all the time. Right? Sure. Um, that I could speak to other people, you know, um, whether it's about marriage, whether it's about step parenting, whether, you know, it's about being a military spice. I mean, spag, spice. spice. <laughs> that's uh, that's the, the little known spice team member that You've everybody forgets You've got cumin up in here, everybody. Yeah. Paprika. <laughs> military spice. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was, Gaining that confidence that I needed to be able to um, to know that everyone was not going to like what I was saying. You mm-hmm. know, they may they may not agree with me speaking out and being so vulnerable, and I had to be okay with that. Sure. But um, being able to go from 
living in it and living in, you know, the hurt and in the pain and the emotional baggage to now overcoming it Mm -hmm. and being able to empower other people that they too, you know, could overcome. So, yeah. And that's something that only people with inexperience are the ones that can provide that help and guidance for people. And, um, I wonder if, uh, if another component of like, of your story and and that metaphor of like, now that you've unpacked all this. And so if you continue the metaphor unpack is all the stuff that you've been through, the things that you wish you didn't, but like you were saying earlier, they've informed who you are. They're now part of your story. How do you take that stuff and then understand that that is, there's something that you should probably be doing with this information. Mm. (laughs) There's, there's a, there's an addiction recovery kind of statement that says God doesn't waste a hurt. Mm. Like, and even if you're not somebody that, that believes in God, you've seen tons of examples of people that have leveraged difficult experiences to benefit people, to help Mm. them out, realize like, you don't have to go through this as well. Or as you're going through this, that there's hope on the other Mm. side. Um, But it sounds like, that's what you get to do with these Ty Ziegler events. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how I, do you deal with like, you're probably hearing all bad stories all the time. Like how do you, <laughs> um, or do you get to hear some, some great stories? You know, life? I get to hear great stories. I get to, you know, people will text me and let me know, you know, of um, something great that just happened in the moment. God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I could not see that when I was in a lot of my my mess. Right. I got a couple questions for you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's right. Over here to your left. I'm right yes, here. Right here. Josh Matney. Where did you get the name, the Ziggler name? My husband. And where Big did he, Daddy. Where did Big Daddy get it? <laughs> where did he get the name? Um, His dad. Where did his daddy get it? I have no idea. It's such a cool name, right? Yeah. Like when I, when I first got an email from you, Ty, I thought you were the daughter of that other Ziggler. So were you disappointed when I wasn't? No. <laughs> Actually, I was like 1% disappointed. And then when I met you, it was like all forgotten. Oh, well, thank you. I was I'm like, so you redefined the name. <laughs> and just said, thank you for Big Daddy. Yeah. And I met you guys Daddy. when you bought pumpkins and uh, uh, Christmas trees. Christmas trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, a, we much appreciate you coming yeah. out. And, and always you're like a, a walking marketing machine in a way. But under the surface now, we know there's a deep reason. Yeah. And and the peop- the folks that you connect with, there's a special crowd of people out there that like need to hear your message. Mm-hmm. So my other question is to you is about Fuquay. Like Fuquay, when I think of Ty Ziegler, I think of Fuquay Verena and the, there's something going on there. What is it with you and Fuquay Verena? Well, you know, my thought is if you're going to if you want to make an impact, then you start, you know, in your town. So I've been in Fuquay for 10 years. And um, is that the longest you've ever been in one place? Uh, yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a long stint for somebody yeah. with a military background. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been in accounting before and did not like it. And I wasn't really good at it. And I had to I had to face that. Right. Mm-hmm. And um you didn't it's, want to push pencils no, all day? No, and no. And people laugh every time. They're like, really? Like, that's what you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that I wanted to make an impact, yeah. right? And so I decided that what better way to, to do that than um, in... And get involved yeah. in the local community. So I started getting involved and um, knew uh, I, that God was really calling me to make a shift 
and, you know, going from accounting to kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. So you had a job doing accounting or freelance gigs or whatever. And then you just felt like this shift, like I'm going to I want to make an impact and it's happening. It's birthing. It's coming to life. What am I going to do? I'm going to walk the streets of Fuquay, knock on, get to know. I'm going to get to know people where I'm at. And I did it. Right. And you did it Mm -hmm. quickly. And you did it quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I walked off my job. I left my job in September of 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, what did that look like for you? There's a thousand ways that people say to do it. Is yeah, it, don't get on the bus. Guys. <laughs> don't need to be coy, Roy. That's the problem with a lot of business books is one will directly contradict the last one. Like one book will say, like, you just yeah. got to get out of there and burn the ships. Just make a new plan, Stan. <laughs> and then the next one's like, no, you should, you know, do a side hustle <laughs> and replace your income yeah, yeah, yeah. and be smart. And yeah, yeah. Don't quit your day job. Yeah. Save 12 months. I wish. How did it work for you? Um, How did it work for me? So in January of 2018, I had written a letter, my letter of resignation, Mm -hmm. and I posted it on my mirror because I knew God was saying, this is going to be the year that you have to step away. Posting on mirrors. It is genius. I did it on my mirror. And so I dated it for June 30th of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then- Were you nervous your boss was going to come over for dinner one night? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't use the restroom. Uh, You got to give me a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, right. It's hilarious. And so, um, and so I started praying and I said, okay, God, if this is what you've called me to do, because I was already doing my tie talks and, mm-hmm. you know, gaining, you know, some momentum from that. But I was like, Lord, if this is what you've called me to do, then um, make it clear, you know, yeah. and open this next door by June 30th. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he didn't do that. <laughs> He's like, I don't work for you. <laughs> yeah, right. And so fear rose up because why? I can't leave this job. I don't know how this income is going to repl- be replaced. Mm-hmm. And so I did not obey. I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing that happened was my hours were cut. And I said, Okay, God. So if I don't listen, you're going to make it really hard for me to stay. Yeah. And so I went ahead then and um, gave my resignation for September 27th. And, you know, of course, I talked to my husband and, you know, he was behind me. And so I put in my resignation and I walked out the door that day and I was Scared. When you yeah. say he was behind you, was he physically like? Was no. he, were, you, were you making the decision, or was he no, supportive of he the was decision? Very supportive. Yeah. And so, so I walked away. Did you have a like a box in your hand, a brown box with no. some pencils and pins and no, papers? It I never see. works that way. No, it, it doesn't work that way. It's uh, not that sexy. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I remember when I left. I left my last job. I was there for almost nine years. Yeah. And it was that the moment of walking out for the last time was like crazy surreal. It's like, this is not how it works in the movies. I manufactured a moment with a buddy that was there. And like, I had him take a picture of me walking out with my hand up, like like breakfast club. I mean, that's not what happened. It was was fun to pretend like that's kind of what happened. Oh, dude, great story there. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I walked away. And so what was your story like the next month? Was it like, oh, yes, this is awesome. No, or like, no, I'm walking on sunshine. No. Yeah. yeah, people say that too. And I had a similar experience. Like the first couple no. of months was not like, everybody's asking you like, how's it going? <laughs> and you want to like not bum them out. Like, how's it, it going? It was um, <laughs> the day that I left a week or so later I got a call from the guy that rents a house from us that the hot water heater went out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, of course it did. Yeah. yeah. And then the roof <laughs> Ooh, yeah. started to leak. And then my mouth started to swell. 
<laughs> and I had to get was needed a tooth removed and wow. I could not walk um, for about a week. And then I developed an allergic reaction to something that I had to go through two rounds of prednisone and be in the bed for about two days. So that was wow. that was your next month. Happened. All that happened in 30 and days. I said, my God. <laughs> Wow, man, you must know you're onto something because there's all that resistance. <laughs> no, right? I didn't want to believe that because at that moment I was like, what did I do? And maybe yeah. I need to just go back. So what was the first Ooh. thing that the first thing that fell over that was like, OK, this might work. <laughs> like, what was that? Wow. Um, well, the Lord had put it on my heart to um, to have these shirts made to just give out to to people that were going through difficult Mm -hmm. seasons. And, and so I had these daughter of the King shirts um, designed and asked people to support that, that I could carry them around in my trunk. I have them in my trunk now. And so now when I see women, if they're, if they share their story, then um, I'll give them a shirt. But obviously it's not about the shirts. It's about getting to hear the stories. And the story of the shirt is, this is your identity. Exactly. It's the encouragement. It's the exactly. empowerment that comes with it. I mean, you're not starting a t-shirt business. No, 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 <laughs> no. And, and, you know, and the thing for me, which I guess may be different from other people is when I left, he started me in service, mm-hmm. you know, to serve other people. Right. Okay. And so then he gave me this idea, you know, in Fuquay to create a keep it popping community service award. Keep right? it popping. Keep it popping. Um, just to um, bring notice to ordinary women doing extraordinary things. Yeah. Right. And so you can go online, you can submit. Um, so you recommend somebody that you know? Do right. people submit themselves? People, like, no, you can't submit yourself. I'm the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Give me um, that award. I'm here to self nominate. <laughs> Went to three different friends, you know, that I know from three different places, asked them to be judges and they agreed. Yeah. And so then the next challenge that I had. It's a really good idea, by the way. Thank you. Because the what you're talking about and what you shared in your story is like if somebody would just share a bright spot, the difference that it can make in somebody's life. So you've come up with a way to identify those so that you can let people know, hey, here's another story. Right. I mean, it's a really good idea. So the next challenge was finding sponsors. And I really didn't know that many people in Fuqua at that moment. Yeah. And, um, well, did and you find it easy to find sponsors? You know people were like, this is a good all, idea. It was all God. And in, in two weeks I had 13 sponsors. Wow. Man. Did you want to knock it back to 12 or take it to 14? <laughs> you landed on 13. Do you no. have any thoughts about that at all? No. no. That's an okay. Um, and so it was just asking people and, right. you know, just running into people that I had really never had conversations with and them saying yes. Right. Yeah. And so at that point I was like, okay, Lord, you know, maybe this is what I'm called to do. Yeah. And so, um, so that still goes on every month. I get to the privilege of going out and, you know, blessing another woman with flowers and, she gets a car detail, a uh, keep it popping shirt and a candle and a massage. And the value is about $300, 300 wow. $400. So not only do you win the cool award, you get like yeah, some swag. You get some great <laughs> stuff. And mm. so, so then I was like, okay, maybe this is it. And then my son's football team, the commissioner, he came to me and asked me to create a video. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and they wanted to win a... Um, 
they wanted to win a $15,000 grant okay. for um, Chuck No Hall of Fame. And so my, me and my daughter's boyfriend, right before Thanksgiving, we sat down and I was like, OK, we got to approach this in a different creative way to win this award. And so I told a story through the eyes of a football mom. Mm-hmm. And in January, we were the grand prize winner. Man, that's awesome. You got uh-huh. the touch, girl. Uh-huh. And so, which was so awesome because now my husband has always wanted to go to the football hall of fame. Wow. And so we go get to go to the, um, enshrinement ceremony yeah. in January, yeah. you know, in July. Yeah. In July. Coming up. Uh, yeah. Man, he must be stoked. And so, um, and so with that, the executive said, we want the lady in the video to come. Ooh, oh. somebody's getting yeah. some attention. Yeah. And so, uh, so we'll get to go to Canton and, and so that's just kind of how, yeah. Doors started sure. to open for me. Um, and so I'm excited, you know, kind of about how that'll play out and stuff. Yeah. So. I wonder if I wonder if both of you guys, if you're like me in the sense of like as a business owner, an entrepreneur or somebody that's starting something and doing something, the I can handle a lot of no's if I get a one little mm. yes every once in a while. Like we can yeah. store up that yes like a camel. Yeah. Like, yeah. But when you go like a couple of weeks and everything's a no, like how do you how do you guys kind of get your mindset right to make it through those kind of seasons. Cause I think a lot of people don't know. And I love that you're being so honest about what it was like. I think people like, yeah. And then I started my own thing and it was awesome. And my whole life has been up and to the right ever since. But the life of a freelancer or an entrepreneur is, is um, a couple of things that I think people have mis uh, misconceptions about one is not up and to the right. Like it's Mm -hmm. seasonal, like everything in life. In fact, you probably feel the seasons a lot more than a salaried position. If you happen to be in a lucky position to have a salary job that you love, because you get that whether you do a good job or a bad job, but as a business owner and entrepreneur, like you you don't get paid if you do a bad job, Um, you don't get new business. And so there's a, there's a difference to it. And so I also notice people like to like take their best month and be like, so this is my new life for forever, but that's never how it works either. Mm -hmm. So you got to just be disciplined and be like, this is what I did this year. So this is what I can expect over a month and just be honest with yourself about where you're at. But how, uh, so how do you guys keep in mind knowing that there's a yes coming? Like, how do you keep that positivity going? How do you keep it popping? Yeah. How do you keep it popping? <laughs> is that the phrase? Is that what it means? Yeah. Is that what it means? Well, I it's, want a t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep this popping. You need a daughter of the king t-shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'll work. Keep it popping. I'll send you one. Keep it popping, Joe. So well, is that kind of the origin of that? Like you just gotta, you gotta keep doing you it. You gotta keep Going, you know, one of the things that that I have found that I don't know about you, Josh, is that um, I've had to learn to surround myself with really positive people. Yeah. Right. And people that um, we have the same morals and values Mm -hmm. and and people that will not always agree with me. Right. Right. That are going to tell me the truth that when I get on my soapbox, they're like, no, (laughs) you cannot stay here. You yeah. know, because I do, I get on a soapbox and I want to cry and I want to close my door and just right. never do it again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been blessed and had to learn that it's important for me to have people around me that tell me like it is that or that I can call. Yeah. And they'll let me soak. OK, you can have your moment. Right. But now you got to get back up and do it again. Yeah. 
I think for me, I, I think the main thing is to reconnect with my inspiring circle, like the pe- reconnect with community. Yeah. So you're encouraged and being encouraging to others. Yeah. That's a big one. And then maybe more surface level, it's spending time riding my bicycle or out in nature or just reflecting alone. So, but, and then, then balancing that with community. Right. And then also, um, I think thirdly is revisiting old projects that I've done because a lot of times I'm in such a sweep of just like, yeah. Shoot, edit, deliver, shoot, edit, deliver, relationship management, relationship management. And it's like, okay, there's a break. Revisit the stuff, maybe repackage some stuff, create new marketing material. That's a good place for me to spend creatively. Right. So I've got community, soul, walking, whatever, and then the actual repackaging of the work. Because fortunately, it's art. And what all three of us do, there's an element of art to it. Mm-hmm. So we can, we're, we got to be thankful for that. We can re-embrace the creation that's been coming through us. And then by the time you do all those three things, I find the yeses are, it's already next week. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So that, yeah. I think the, the keep it popping thing. Now that I'm thinking about the layers to it, it's pretty ingenious. Like there's this photo (laughs) of you with, I mean, it sounds like keep it popping. It sounds like, Oh, that's cute. But there's this photo of you coming out of a, bucket of popcorn <laughs> there's so much there's i mean honestly like yeah. i don't mean to over overturn things up and be like oh it's really deep but this kind of is if you think about like what we can control and what you were talking about as business owners and entrepreneurs is what we do like so that's like the heat we can right. control putting the heat on and like what happens when you pop popcorn there's always those six or eight kernels that wait everybody mm. else has been done popping oh boy they have yeah. the same heat as everybody All else right. but yeah. they're on pause yeah. until you get there and and so sometimes we're doing the things we should be doing all the time. We got the heat on, but the stupid kernels aren't doing it for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. They're their own thing. Like those are the yeses in my metaphor yeah. here, yeah. you know, and, uh, but we can control the applying of the constant heat, right. but it's just not, I think it's an apt metaphor, right? It's just not that consistent as a business. They're not all going to pop at the same time. You ever made stuff in the microwave? It's like three minutes steady yeah. popping. I know. Some I know. kernels would be different. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So you just gotta keep applying the you heat. You gotta keep, and they'll keep popping. it popping. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah, and your license plate, your front plate, has you with some you popcorn, popcorn popping, yes. and your your like your like official license plate is popping, and there's yes. no way it's just like purely just p o p p i n. You actually got it. You got the name. Good for you. That's another yeah. sign. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you just keep doing it and you keep doing it. So what are you envisioning for next? What What do you see? Where do you see? Oh. You were talking about some, I don't know, visual stuff. Like yeah. what's your next sort of, Ooh, what's what your vision? My next, my vision is ultimately I want to be on a, on, on the stage speaking. Like that is my thing, but physical I physical stage or you mean like a, could be physical, YouTube show or. Yeah. Yeah. It could be either one, yeah. you know, I really want to do a talk show. I've heard you talk about yeah. it. Who's that? Jada. Jada oh, I can see that. Yeah. You would be good at that. I want yeah. to do a talk show. You'd be good you know, on like camera. The Thai show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you can create a thing called Thai iced tea. Right. Just Thai tea. Thai tea. Yeah. Right. That's a, a you self, know, so, you know, they connect with the tea grower. Yeah. You're good. So I want to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of exploring that, you know, um, just kind of seeing what that would look like. The next know, platform, the next the stage. The next platform, the yeah, next stage. Yeah. You know, um, hopefully by the end of this year, I'll have a book out that will. Are you writing it? Spill the beans. I mean, you currently writing it? Yeah. Oh, girl, go for it. Writing it. And guess who's <laughs> going to take that picture for me? This guy over yeah, here. Yeah, the guy over here. <laughs> Whoa, we might nail it today because your shot today is going to be out in the front yard oh, because the, the light okay. is so nice. Okay. Yeah. What's your goal? Uh, it's about the thunderstorm. What's your goal for a timeline of releasing the book? 
Hopefully by September. September. I'm working. I'm in a mastermind group right now. Okay. And um, they kind of help me mastermind, you know, just right. thoughts and stuff. And, um, you know, what this is going to look like. But, you know, I'm at a point where I'm ready to spill the beans and share my whole story. Yeah. And, Talk about good, bad, and ugly, you, you, and um, yeah. You thought of a title yet? I have. You want to talk Does about it? Keep it popping? Oh, uh, no. I'm just guessing. Uh, does it have the word popping in it? <laughs> Doesn't have the word popping in it. Uh, we can only guess. Yeah. Leave us hanging. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got an envision for the picture, and yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is it when you're on a roller coaster with your hands in the air? Oh, oh Josh. man. <laughs> I just want to go to Carolyn's. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, so it has been really fun talking with you about it? this stuff. Thank I you. really yeah. enjoyed it. I think I would love to just give you a couple of minutes to talk to our listeners about like how they can get connected. Okay. Like, especially if you're thinking, man, I need to do an event or you're somebody that hosts an event. Maybe you're a networking group. Maybe you're a church. Maybe you're a organization that wants to do something around the ideas of empowering women. Mm-hmm. How would somebody reach out to you to to do that? Well, you can reach out to me at Ty Ziegler, T-Y-Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com. I always have to spell that, you know, because yeah, I want to put the, the E. Yeah. You know, people do the E. But you can reach out to me that that way. You can check out my round town with Ty, which is really focused on community and um, keeping it not only keeping it popping, but we're trying to keep it local okay. and support small business owners. Like OK, so we keeping it local, keeping it popping. Um, and, you know, if you need, I got my first keynote in September, so I'm excited about that. That's awesome. But, um, you know, if you um, want someone that can share even either, you know, sharing stories to encourage and empowering women, whether it's in, you know, relationships, um, finding and discovering your purpose, uh, yeah. your identity. I would love, love, love to chat. That's awesome. You know? And um, let's talk about a little bit about the next uh, Women Who Pop Awards. Women Who Pop, <laughs> nonstop pop popping. So it yes. looks like you have until the beginning of next year to be thinking about who you should submit as somebody that you'd like to see win this right. year's award. Well, well, the Women Who Pop is every month. Oh, really? Yep. So if you go on to Around Town with Ty, you'll see um, the Women Who Pop. I'm switching a yeah. couple of things up with that. But um, so every month. Um, there is a woman that is, you know, not people can nominate. You can nominate any time, but right. we select one woman each month. And so June's winner will be announced very soon. You can find that uh, January through May's right. winner on the Around Town with Ty. And who do you like to focus on? Is it people who are doing philanthropy, people that are doing volunteerism, business owners? Is it just... All Just, of the above. Yep, all of the above. Service. I am not the one to make the selection. Yes, yeah, so you said have, you had judges. I have three yeah. judges that do that because I don't want people thinking, you know, oh, she's just getting money and getting, <laughs> um, giving it to her, giving gifts to her friends. <laughs> um, but, you know, the first woman that actually received it, it was a neighbor that nominated her because, you know, she had really helped her out yeah. in doing a lot for her grandkids. What a great compliment to give yeah. to somebody, too. Like, I nominated you for this award. And let me tell you, you that is like the highlight of my month because to see that you show up and people do not expect it. Right. I just show up at a restaurant or, you know, at the last lady, she was actually um, teaching a class at Hope Community. Oh, really? And so I just showed up in her classroom for her dance class. Yeah. Right. You kind of like get to Ed McMahon yeah. the moment and, and just show so up with the get, check. Yep. You get, fly, you know, they, <laughs> and you know, it's priceless seeing these women give, you know, with the flowers and, and stuff that, 
uh, they get. And so it just makes their day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And so you can actually, you can become a sponsor. Like if this sounds like right. a cool idea, you can sponsor you and can you can spons- be one month. It's $300 right. for sponsorship. $300. And you can cover but, that month's winner. Yeah. But I don't need any more sponsors for 2019. If you want to sponsor, that would be for 20. 20. Oh, That's look at all that. Of my sponsorships. Get in line weekend. if you want to yeah. sponsor. But we'd love to have you. Pop, pop, nod, stop. <laughs> Josh just got his camera and it was like, <laughs> she just turned on. Like, here's the shot. There's your. This has been so much fun. This has been so much well, fun. Well, we really enjoyed it too. We'll put links to all the stuff we talked about yeah. in the show notes this week. And so much fun talking to you, Ty. Love what you're up Thank to. You. And Thank thanks for taking you. the time and sharing your story. And most of all, what? We got to keep it what? Keep it popping. Non stop. Do this stuff.